Hello there, content creators. You're listening to the She's Got Content podcast, where it's all about creating content for your coaching business. I'm your host, Dr. Melissa Brown, and I'm here every week to help you get your content out of your head, out of your heart, and out there into the world, where that information and your services can impact the most people. Get ready to take notes today and then take action, content creators. Let's dive in with today's episode because you've got content to get out there. Welcome back, content creators. I am here today with my guest, Pam Hamilton. She is a mindset and visibility expert, and she's very serious about helping women business owners over 50 get past the mindset hurdles that keep them invisible and playing small so they can live full out in their purpose and create a life they love. Pam recently started her own podcast, and I thought it would be such fun and so informative to have her on the show and talk about her experience starting her new podcast. So let's welcome Pam. Thank you. Hi, Melissa. How you doing? I'm I happy am, to be here. <laughs> yeah, I am so happy. I, we had a little conversation via email last year. And I said, Ooh, I would really love to have you on the show after you've had a few episodes under your belt. And you reached out to me after the first of the year here. So I'm so glad we were able to get this scheduled. So first of all, Pam, tell us about your business, what you do. I know I read that intro, but tell us a little bit more about you and who you serve and what kind of work you're doing out there putting out in the world. Sure. So I do mindset and visibility work. I coach I speak. I'm an author. I've written one book that's a solo book called The Ten Principles of Visibility. And I've co-authored a couple of different books. And I'm very, very, very intentional about helping older women that are struggling with visibility. I'm all about helping them find the courage to be seen Mm -hmm. because that's the problem that I see people having. They are afraid to put themselves out there. And so many people talk about marketing and they want to help them, but you can't do the marketing if there's this fear holding you back, right? You need to get the courage to be seen in order to implement the strategies and techniques of marketing or anything else that you're going to do. So it's like you help them take off that invisibility cloak. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, because so often they just don't trust in themselves to be able to say the things that they need to say or do. They don't trust that their message needs to be heard. So it's just helping them step into their own skin comfortably. Well, there's such a need for this. So I'm so glad that you're out there doing it. And for those of you who have just met Pam, Pam is a recovering lawyer, (laughs) recovering (laughs) attorney. So like me, she had a different career and now is online sharing some of her experience and genius in a different way. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I was just actually talking about that, how in 2020, when COVID tried to wreck the world, I was taking care of my clients' legal needs, mm -hmm. and yet I was dreaming of coaching them. And I was coaching some of them for free but I was dreaming of doing that full time and now I am. And I'm really, really happy with how that is so cool. I'm so glad that you've made that pivot. Tell us a little bit about your podcast. What's the name of it? And what's the mission, the goal for your podcast? 
just go ahead and tell us whatever you think we would like to know about your podcast. Great. So my podcast is called Becoming Seen, and it's about the art and science of creating authentic visibility. We don't want people to just be out there trying to be out there for no reason or being out there inauthentically. We mm -hmm. want them to be themselves and be comfortable in their own skin. And the podcast is about helping people uncover the things that get in the way to doing that and actually be able to live as your authentic self, to own your strengths and your differences as being an integral part of who you are and just embracing that and knowing that the people that resonate with you will be attracted to who you actually are. And you started this podcast in 2023. Yes. Okay. So you've got about three, four months behind you? With it may have, maybe two or three, not, I don't think four, but two or three months. I okay. started it in late 2023 and then realized I needed to pivot just a little. <laughs> All right. Tell us about that. I know there was a different name that you started out with right. and there was kind of quickly, there was a pivot to a different name. So I love that you just went ahead and made that change. And I think that also is so empowering to other people who think, oh, I can't start a podcast because I'm going to get it wrong. And what if I make a mistake or I don't like the name that I choose? So many different things hold people back from getting started. For me, it was the stupid music, <laughs> intro music that held me back. Oh, for I so love long. your intro music, though. I loved oh, it. Thank you. But it's, it's like that's such an unimportant part of a podcast. Some people don't even have it. Yeah. So tell us about getting started and your pivot. So, yeah, so I got held back for a long time, too, because I had to figure out music. I had to figure out intro. I had to figure out how I was going to edit it. All of these different things that I thought, oh, you got to have this in a podcast. But I knew I wanted to call it I See You because mm -hmm. I wanted people to know that I see them, that if they're invisible and they're struggling with being seen, if they're whispering like they're not supposed to be heard, I see them because I was them. And I, I knew that's what I wanted to name my podcast. But what I had forgotten was that there was a movie that came out called Avatar. Mm. And one of the key lines in that movie was, I see you, like I really see you. And so there were dozens of podcasts named I see you, <laughs> uh. which I hadn't realized because the first thing I did was I went and got the domain name, I see you for my podcast and the ICU podcast. I got both of those domain names. That's amazing not, that you were able to grab that. Yeah, I was able to grab both domain names, not understanding that in the podcast world, people don't always use the domain name for their podcast name because they're on these different hosting platforms. Mm -hmm. And those platforms, they're, the name of their podcast is on those platforms and those platforms just let them have a subdomain name so they don't go get the domain name so knowing that you have the domain name doesn't mean a whole lot and I did not know that and so I launched my podcast but it was hard for people to find and it was under a name that like I said dozens of podcast owners had it and 
Several of them have been in there way longer than me and an established the marketplace. There was a guy on NPR that had one. There was this play. I didn't feel like I could ever really get my, I was going to be able to really get mine out there, make right. it make a, a difference. And only because I wanted the people that need to hear the message to be able to hear the message, to be mm. able to find it. And they weren't going to be able to because of all the noise surrounding it. And one of the things I've learned is that just because you made a mistake and just because you've been doing it a long time doesn't mean you have to keep doing it. You can change. You can oh, that's a mic drop right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is so important to, to, to realize, to understand that, listen, we can always make a pivot. Mm -hmm. It's not like you're getting a tattoo. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you can make a change. <laughs> yeah. And there are people that get tattoos that change them up. Yeah. Uh, that's all painful, but I wouldn't do it. But yeah. No, you know? neither would I. But but each his own. Exactly. Yeah. It's about changing it up. It's about mm -hmm. making it work because you're here to serve the people that you're trying to work with. You want to serve them. You want to make sure that they're getting what they need out of it. And they can't if you're not willing to make the shifts and things to help them be able to do that. So, yeah. Right. There's another aspect that we should probably talk about, and that is podcasting is audio for the most part. There are people who have YouTube podcast, but it's mostly audio. And mm -hmm. when you say the ICU podcast the former medical brain for me thinks ICU intensive care unit. Oh yeah, and there were a whole bunch of those too. Yes. ICU yeah. and ICU. Yes. All, all all versions of ICU, many 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 versions. And sometimes with my podcast, if I don't say it slowly, she's got content transcript translators, I don't know what you call them, the AI that does the transcript, the software. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it comes out like cheese. C-H-E-E-S-E, -E -E, cheese got content. <laughs> so yeah. one has to be careful about how the audio sounds. Exactly. And, and if you choose words that are also letters, that could also be translated to something different. And people may have a harder time finding yep. your podcast. And my transcript AI regularly called it ICU, not ICU. The letters. Yes. The le uh -huh. And so... It was very interesting. There's so many things you learn about doing a podcast when you're trying to do a podcast. And so you think, okay, I got to find this music and you want to get royalty free music. And where do you get that? And do you go through that for whatever? Then yes. you got to figure out how you're going to edit this podcast. Are you going to hire somebody? Are you going to do it yourself? How are you going to do it? Was that going to cost you on and on and like that? And then you go through all of that rigmarole. And then it's like, now I got to put it on hosting companies. You got to yes. one of those. <laughs> right. And then there's a decision to be made. Which one? Am I going to make yeah. a wrong decision? And can you move it if you pick one and you don't like them or exactly. you decide you want to move over? So all of these decisions. But honestly, what I have found, and your experience may be different, but what I have found is any of these things can be changed. Yes, exactly. Can, it, it, pivoting is okay. If that's yes. what you need to do or want to do, that's okay. And that's what I learned. And I think because I'm leading people that have 
been afraid and let themselves play small for so many different reasons, it's really important for me to walk the talk, to always lead by example, to step out, to say, okay, I made a mistake here. I'm making a pivot. Pivot and iterations grow you, mm-hmm. right? Mistakes are feedback that shows you you got to do it some kind of different way. And so I'm constantly making myself deal with whatever because sometimes you're afraid right Mm -hmm. sometimes i'm afraid when i'm doing stuff and i have to say okay but i'm going to do it anyway and that's why i always talk about courage because courage has nothing to do with the absence of fear courage is about feeling the fear and doing it anyway and so i'm i love by the way i love that book (laughs) feel the fear and do it anyway that's susan jeffers is that the author's name yeah and so the fear and and do it anyway. So, right. You're really, truly walking the talk. Yes. Um, going through those things that are scary for many people. Mm-hmm. And they're scary for you, but you're doing them anyway. Exactly. Exactly. So, and I didn't yeah. know there was a book. I'm going to have to check out the book. Now. Yeah. I think it's Susan Jeffers. Feel the fear and do it anyway. Yeah. And I think there's a workbook. I might have to check it out. I feel that because I'm always saying, find the courage. And so, yeah. and be courageous. Do your day courageously. Now I'm going to have to read her book. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Inspiration there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Going back to the beginning, when you first had the idea about doing a podcast to the time you actually produced your first episode with that first name, the ICU podcast, how long was it when you finally drew the line in the sand and said, I want to have a podcast but before you actually published your first one? I would say it was probably at least four or five months. And it may have even been six months. I really thought about it for a long time. I knew the name. I knew Mm -hmm. the name. I knew why I wanted to have the name. But it took me a while of really thinking, where's this podcast going to go? How am I going to help people? What am I going to be saying in it? Am I going to have guests? How am I going to have guests? Oh my God, that's a whole nother level of things. Can I just say what I want to say? Can I have a podcast that's just me? where I can just talk because I can do that, I think. So it was all of these different things. You have to figure out how you're going to do it, what the format is going to be, how long it's going to be. No one wants to hear just me talk for half an hour. I'll do 10 minutes. I can talk for 10 minutes and make it interesting and share real information. So it was all of these things to figure out. And the technical hurdles and the platform things were the biggest hurdles for me. Like I said, figuring out the music, figuring out how to use the editing software to add identifying part, because there's all these parts to it, the identifying part, and then the music part that says where I am, and then me talking, and then the outro part. (laughs) That was the hardest part. But what I'm finding now is I have a little checklist, Mm -hmm. and I just put the pieces in, and I just talk. And so it's not as hard because I can just talk. And when I'm talking, if I make a mistake, I clap my hands so I can find it mm-hmm. and fix it. But I can just talk. And so that made it a lot easier than going through a bunch of extra hurdles that I wasn't expecting or didn't know how to deal with. I finally got it to something that was manageable for me. Right. You said something before about Basically, unless you're taking action, you don't really know 
you don't have any feedback. So you don't mm -hmm. know what's working and you don't know what to fix. Right. Exactly. So taking that action, just jumping in there and doing it. And I think if the listeners take away the fact that, listen, if you want to do something, just basically jump in there and do it. Exactly. What we're exactly. talking about podcasting today, I guess there probably are some things. I wouldn't want you to do brain surgery if you don't know how to do it, but <laughs> but just... well, no, you you don't want to do brain surgery if you don't know how to do it. But jumping in there could mean going and seeing if that's what you really want to do, right. taking a tour, becoming familiar with some hospitals, doing interviews with some doctors, and finding out what that feels like and what that looks like, and whether or not that's something you really can stomach because you're operating on a person's brain and there's blood and stuff coming out. There's things, you know what I mean? There are Whatever steps that come do. first. Right. Right. Those Whatever steps you want to do, you jump in. You jump in where you can, how you can. Mm -hmm. and then you can grow and decide whether or not that's really what you want to do. Right. Yes. Take action. And the action exactly. may be you need to do some research, find out if that's something that you actually do want to do. Exactly. Did you get support to start? Did you take a course? Did you have somebody hold your hand and help you? How did that work for you? So I went to different people that said stuff about podcasting, but I didn't really get a lot of useful information because people were mostly trying to sell something mm -hmm. and then at some point you had a summit about podcasting and a bundle last yeah summer. a bundle yeah mm -hmm. and i signed up for that bundle and i downloaded some of the different things and some of those things were really useful in saying mm. there's just these steps right right there's just steps and if I stop making it really complicated and thinking of the whole picture, I can figure out each step. And so, it's just one step in front of the other. Exactly. After the so, other. Yeah. So I wouldn't say that it was a specific course, but when I looked at each of those people in the bundle that mm -hmm. spoke to me, it became more and more clear to me that it was just taking some steps. And all I had to do was understand what the steps were, and then I could do that. I didn't Beautiful. have to beat myself up. Right. Again, it's just actions one after the other. Just keep exactly. moving. Exactly. Have there been some big surprises for you since you've started? Well, definitely the biggest surprise was that it didn't matter that I have the domain name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was probably the biggest surprise that that just didn't matter. I still bought the domain name for the podcast I have. So my podcast becoming seen, I have that domain name. I found out that it, that's not really how people do things. That was one of the biggest surprises. Mm -hmm. And the second biggest surprise for me was that I was able to learn how to use my editing software pretty quickly. I thought that was gonna be a big hurdle. You use Audacity? Yeah, I use Audacity. Yeah. And yeah. I thought that was going to be really, really hard. And it turned out to be really simple. That was a pleasant surprise. <laughs> Actually, and, that intimidated me in the beginning too, Audacity. Yeah. I think I started with Audacity and I quickly jumped to Descript. Descript to me is just so easy to use. And I think you've had a different experience with that yeah. particular yeah. software. Yeah, because yeah, I thought Descript was going to be the answer. Mm -hmm. and, 
it just, I really could not figure that out. I was just lost in the sauce with that. And probably because <laughs> I was overcomplicating it, but I was really lost. But Audacity, once I stopped and really looked at it, it made sense. So you could break it down and figure it out. So I started using that and it's made life a lot easier. One of the biggest things that scared me and made it hard for me to figure out how to do it was that you had to have show notes mm -hmm. and this part and that part and all these other things that are attached to your podcast. And I didn't know how I was going to make all of that happen, but it got easier because I um, got a lifetime deal on this one software that made my life so much easier to help me make show notes. Oh, let me guess. Cast Magic? Yes. Oh, I love Cast Magic. Yes. Cast Magic is like a game changer. Yes. I love Cast Magic. Yes. That was like, this is what's going to happen? I can do a show now. <laughs> and they just keep making it better and better. You can put in your own prompts for mm -hmm. each episode, and then every time it comes up with the key objectives from the yes. audio or Instagram posts, yes. uh, suggestions for reels. This is like magic. It is magic, cast yeah. magic. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's beautiful. So I was very, very pleased with that. And I was like, oh my God, this is the thing. Now I can really do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's definitely a game changer. Yeah. I started out just listening to the episodes and writing down my notes. And mm -hmm. once I moved over to using cast magic, total, total game changer. It's just so much quicker now. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that was the big thing. It's like, wait, I want to deliver this weekly and I got to not only come up with a topic, talk about it, record it, edit it. Then I got to listen to it and write show notes. And then yes. I got to do some content to promote. This is a bit much. Maybe I should <laughs> do it once a month. No, that's not often enough. We do not want to do that. So cast magic that made the difference for me. Definitely. And just so our listeners know, you do a solo podcast. Yes. Right now, you're not actually interviewing guests. It's just you. And when you <laughs> said 10-minute episodes, I thought, oh, well, that's great. You can have more episodes by cutting them into smaller little bite-sized chunks, which is great. Mm -hmm. You can just keep talking repeatedly <laughs> for another episode. <laughs> Well, actually what I do is I do a 10 minute episode mm -hmm. and then I stop and I edit it and I get it ready and I set it up to publish. I'm trying to get to the point if I stop overbooking myself to just take a weekend and do several episodes mm -hmm. because I look back at Oprah when she did her show daily on the Oprah show, she used to do several episodes at a time. They would literally record multiple episodes of her show each sitting. So. They put in long work days, but they got really good shows and they just scheduled the guests out at different times for their shows. And it made it easier to do a quality show without having to worry that something might happen the next day or whatever, because you had to be live every day. So they always had several shows backed up. I didn't realize that she actually batched them up like that. She so yeah. yeah, that is cool to know. Yes. I'm going to get to the point where I can batch up my episodes like that too. 
But right now, that's a vision in my head. (laughs) Well, I've had that vision in my head, too, to do the batching ahead of time. And for one reason or another, it hasn't yet happened. But it's a little uh, harder when you have guests you got to schedule into and all of that. So I don't have that issue. I know somebody, actually, someone that we both know, Karen Robinson, Mm-hmm. With her podcast, I think she is booked out. She has recorded six months in advance. Wow. And then they're just sitting there to be edited. And she has a, a team or a team member who does the editing for her. And that was like a year ago where she told me that she was recording in September for the following May. Wow. So that's even more than six months. <laughs> so that just kind of blew me away. And I like, Gosh, I want to be like that. I want to be able to get that far in advance. <laughs> but it mm-hmm. hasn't happened yet. And I will put that qualifier on there. It hasn't happened yet. I just, yeah. I love doing interviews. I love having guests on. And for me, it's a couple of different reasons. I don't have to think of the content every show. Mm-hmm. I do more of a hybrid. So sometimes I'll have a solo cast episode. Yeah, I just love sharing wisdom from other people too. So... Yeah, I think at some point I may have a guest here or there, but it would be a special episode and it's Mm -hmm. not going to happen all the time. But there are people I think would really give value to my audience. And so I would probably promote that in advance that it's going to be the special episode that they're going to be on, then Mm -hmm. have them on and then promote it again. Most of the episodes, what I want to share, I can share. And it's easier for me to manage it and make it all happen if I can just sit down whenever I can sit down and do it. Only have one person to schedule. There you go. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this has been great. Before I let you go, I have a few, what I call the fast on your feet questions. Mm -hmm. And I love, like I just said, I love interviewing other people and sharing the wisdom So Pam, tell me, what's the best piece of business advice you've ever been given? I would say the best piece of business advice I've ever been given is be yourself and keep it simple. Yes. That's it. Yes. And keep it simple. What more can one say? That's right. (laughs) Be yourself and keep it simple. Yep. I love that. What would you say is a book that everybody should read? So there's one book that I know everybody always says, but the other book that I think everybody should read is called The Big Leap. Oh, yes. That book changed my life. That book is so powerful because it really is about stepping into your own genius Mm -hmm. and recognizing that you have a genius and that you need to step into it. Yeah. So that's the book I would recommend to everybody. And then, of course, I would say Atomic Habits to help support you getting into that genius. (laughs) Right. It's a twofer there. (laughs) All right. Yeah. Atomic Habits is a great book as well. Yeah. I think The Big Leap, I've probably read that one either two times or three times. I've gone through. And every time I read it, there's nuggets that you get because you're in a different place. Yep. Every time. That's a good one. Yeah. I think people should read that book at least once a year. It's Mm -hmm. a good book and it really elevates your game if you're open to it. Mm. That's a good idea to read it every year and maybe at the beginning of the year. Mm -hmm. 
to kind of set the tone for that year. Tell me your favorite quote. My favorite quote? Wow. My favorite quote is that, and it's different than what you're going to expect, but my favorite quote is that I'm a spiritual being having a human experience. Okay. Left feel, right? (laughs) Yeah, no, no. I'm processing that one. That's great. Yeah, you're right. I wasn't expecting that. (laughs) I don't know what I was expecting, but I wasn't expecting that. (laughs) Thank you for that. All right. And the last question I have in our Fast on Your Feet is if you had one takeaway from our episode today, what one golden nugget would you want all the listeners to walk away with from our talk? I want them to know that finding the courage has nothing to do with the absence of fear. That they can own their strengths and differences and share their message regardless of the fear. If they're willing to be courageous. Yes. Somebody's out there waiting to hear them. Somebody's out there waiting for the message that only they can deliver in the way they deliver. That's beautiful. Now, I know a lot of our listeners are going to want to get in touch with you. And I think you've got something that you want to share with our listeners. Can you tell us about that? So, yeah, I have a a free gift that I want to give you guys. It's a visibility journal. And inside the journal, I share some prompts. I talk with you about why it is that you're getting stuck and how to get unstuck. And I give you some prompts to help you go through that and go through the thoughts and the exercises that's keeping you stuck so that you can journal your way through some of it. We're going to put the links in the show notes. Right. That'll be in the show notes. Yeah. But, but it's as easy as it sounds It's buildingvisibility.com, which is my site mm-hmm. and it's free visibility journal. <laughs> oh, okay. That will be in the show notes. So you can actually just click on it and go straight over there and get that visibility journal and start going through those prompts. Yeah. And Pam, where do you mostly hang out on social media? Where can people connect with you? I have a lot of different social medias, but where I hang out most of the time is in my Facebook group. And I really invite you to join it. It's for women who feel invisible that are really struggling to be seen. And it's all about helping you fix that. It's on Facebook groups at Building Visibility. That's the whole name at Facebook groups at Building Visibility. And you'll find me there. I do a weekly live stream and I have posts. I talk to people there and my live streams are actually a training and I started those out short and simple too, but now they're actually trainings pretty much every week to help you move forward. I know you're very prolific over there. You're very active in that group. So yeah, yeah, that's a great place to connect with you. Yeah. (laughs) All right. I will make sure that I have all the social media links and the freebie and your website, all of those things will be in the show notes so people can find you very easily there. This has been great, Pam. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and your experience with starting your podcast and with what you're doing in the world today. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This has been a pleasure for real. (laughs) So yes. (laughs) All right. And thank you listeners for tuning in again for another episode of the She's Got Content podcast. And we'll see you again next week. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the She's Got Content podcast. I hope you got at least one nugget to take action on this week. If you got value from today's episode, I would be so grateful when you leave a five-star rating wherever you listen to podcasts. 
It only takes a second, and it really helps me get my message out to impact even more people so they can, in turn, keep the ripple going. If you're listening on Apple Podcast and leave a review of the show, it would really make my day, and you just might receive a shout-out on the show as my content creator of the week when I read out your review. And last but never least, if you want an endless supply of just-right ideas for content you can write about for your blog post, your emails, your videos, podcast episodes, all the content things, then you want to head over to my website at she'sgotcontent.com forward slash content and pick up your free workbook, Never Run Out of Content Ideas. Look for that link in the show notes today, along with the other links mentioned in today's episode. Until next time, content creators, you've got an audience waiting to hear from you and you've got content to share with them. Stop being the best kept secret and make a bigger impact when you've got content out there in the world. Mm-hmm.